0: All right, folks, you might have noticed that uh, this isn't the normal Songs and Stories podcast. This is an episode of Sex 101. It's my other podcast that I do with Dr. Stormy. And if you haven't listened yet, we thought this would be a good opportunity for you to listen. The guys and I were in Hawaii, and we were not able to record, so we were going to take a break. And I was like, you know what? People want to hear about anal. (laughs) But seriously, I think you might. You might want to learn a little bit of something, and this is uh ed- ed- edutainment, sex edutainment, if you will. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. If you haven't heard from Dr. Stormy, she is amazing. You're going to love it. Um, Yeah, this is going to be great. So next week, we'll be back with songs and stories and a lot of listener submissions next week for songs that people are sending in their songs, and we're going to uh roast them if you will. So Rock and Roast is going to happen next week, so make sure you join us. But for now, enjoy Sex 101. Is it hard for you to talk about your sexual wants, needs and desires? Well, you're not alone. It's hard for everybody, and that's no pun intended. Are you hard right now and can't talk about it? Well, if so, this podcast is for you. Uh, Hi, I'm Toby. I'm from the band Emory. I've also led a bunch of men's groups with the True Man Experience. And uh, I'm working on this podcast with Dr. Stormy, who is an amazing sex coach who has helped so many people. And that's what we're here to do. we were here to open up the conversation. You need to be able to talk about your sexual desires, your wants, and, yes, even your needs and where you can take your sex life with your partner. So sit back, relax. We're taking listener questions. We're going to have a great episode. Join us because this is the sex education you always wish you would have gotten. All right, we're back for another episode of Sex 101. And... Uh, today's topic we have gotten several questions uh over the course of this podcast about it and of course i'm talking about the salty salamander going down a dirt road stemming the roads a swedish bike ride rear injection exit polling colon spelunking colon bowling painting the dinosaur sliding into fourth base putting a bike in the trunk cleaning the gutters having a case of bunghole fever a frida felcher an uphill gardener a rump roast, a zoom zoom in the boom boom, and a Christian side hug. Yep, we're talking about anal play today. How you doing, Stormy?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm good. I mean, with an intro like that, <laughs> that couldn't be better. That's oh, it's so oh, good. Oh,
0: man. This one is a, uh, not no pun intended, it's a sensitive issue sometimes because people want to try this. I was looking up, trying to do some research uh, as well. I didn't realize how long like anal play has been around. Like it, I mean, it was very popular with like the, the, the Greeks and, and all kinds of stuff. I mean, people, this is something that's not new. I think a lot of times people think of it as just new and, uh, you know, uh, growing up super conservative Christian, it was perverted, sodomy and looked down upon and all this stuff. And then come to find out it, it can potentially feel really good and really nice and something that could be fun, you know, shared with a partner. Uh, and, yeah, and,
1: amazing. Right. And like that's really what we're gonna talk about today is what they call H A I, but heterosexual anal intercourse, right? Um and it to your point, um Often it gets lumped it gets lumped in with like oh that's only that's what meant male on male sex is about and that's actually so not true statistically not true and also just experientially not true and so you know today my desire with our with our audience is to get, just to kind of open their mind um, and open other parts possibly too but to uh, <laughs> you know to the <laughs> to the pleasure that is there the exploration that's there and also like we talk about in every episode the, the beautiful opportunity for really cool, deep communication around the subject um, and the experience of anal play.
0: Yeah. 100%. Well, okay. So I have a question right out the get, gate gate. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people feel this way. Does it feel good? Is, it, what, what, is that why you do it? What What's the, what's the draw here? Yeah, Cause, because, totally. Cause there are other places, you know, to, to go and that are really feel really great too and this one seems a little scary because it's a lot of times the the phrasing is exit only you know out, right out exactly of, right there
1: yeah and right. unless you're doing anal play that is true things only go out the right. anus and out of the rectum um and so there is you know so a couple reasons why you would do it or even consider doing it um so it should not hurt the number one reason reported that women um and men haven't liked anal sex or anal play is because it's of pain. So, but you know, we're going to go through some tips today. It should not hurt if you're doing it right and doing it well, it doesn't hurt. It might feel uncomfortable, uh, tight. That's one of the benefits of it. It does feel tight. Um, Our sphincter, our rectum is tight. Our anus is tight, um, but it shouldn't be painful. Right. So, and then it actually like there are so many nerve endings um, in the anus and in the rectum that, that the, the, it's really an amazing place for really deep sensation. And for the woman, um, if you are receiving, um, there, you can stimulate what they call the A spot. And if you're a man receiving fingers, toys, you know, whatever it might be, you can actually stimulate the prostate from inside and have a really amazing P-spot orgasm. So there's really cool new spaces to try, new spaces to explore, new new spaces to experience. Pleasure from anal play, and I love that you we talked. We're talking today about anal play because I think right one of the things, when we'll go through some tips and everything like that. But one of the things is that people think, oh man, it has to be penetrative sex. It's no, not at all. Like there's toys, there's fingers, there's different ways to play, um, and I always recommend that before going right to to anal sex. So that's a, because you want to. You're basically like training the anus to be able to relax so that it's not painful.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's the thing. I think sometimes intimidating for guys too, is they go, "Well, what are you going up there for? What's going to happen?" But you're saying too, and this is kind of what I've i read as well. It does feel really good. That it really can hit your prostate, right? That that's like oh, one yeah. of the key things there. And then I guess even the entrance there, the anus, actually even has so many nerve endings that that can even feel good.
1: Absolutely. Right. And so there's nerve endings around, there's nerve endings inside, you know, and it's just in it. And there's so much novelty, right? I mean, we'll get into the reasons why you why you want, might want to explore it. But just like kind of statistically, um, I was looking at a study this morning that 36% of women and 44% of men since age 25 to 44 years old have had anal sex in their lifetime. Um, 30 to 42% said they liked it. OK. Um, and but what, one thing I was so excited we're doing this episode for is one in 10 say that they're uncomfortable talking about it. So one in 10 people in coupleships say they're uncomfortable talking about anal sex. So just like we yeah. do always on our one on one pod, we're like debunking that. We're going to give you the skills, give you the information, the education so that you can talk about it. Um, and then the main reason for re- reporting not liking it is that it was painful, Um uh, Fifty two percent of women in the study uh, had an orgasm uh, from anal sex. Fifty two percent. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that amazing. Fifty two percent. I did <laughs> not know. That.
0: I didn't I would not have guessed that.
1: Right. Yeah. So amazing. And then, there, like I said, there can also be a P-spot orgasm for for the man if he's receiving the anal play. Um, but the main reasons were pain for not like you were pain. Either was too fast. And not enough lube so when we get into the tips we're going to address all three of those
0: wow and so the a spot so the p spot i I understand i have a prostate but (laughs) but the a spot is is something that it is similar you're saying to kind of like a g-spot arousal yeah it
1: stimulates a spot in the vagina from anal penetration that is really pleasurable can be really pleasurable for the woman to experience Wow. And it's one of the types of orgasm that women can experience.
0: Yeah. And I think, uh, going back and this is obviously the number one thing we always talk about is communication. I do think oftentimes it, uh, for men, it, you know, cause I've, I've led tons of men's groups, um, and talking to men that men, want to be seen as strong and respected and, uh, good men that are, you know, and, and oftentimes that, that they're the ones leading sex and they are their sexual prowess. And I think sometimes when you have something entering you, it may, it is, it can be vulnerable and, and embarrassing. And, and I want to tell the guys out there, it's okay to be embarrassed or like that, that initial reaction isn't, you're not wrong or dumb or bad. Uh, but I I think the idea here is if you can open up communication, you can realize, wait a minute, this is about pleasure and providing each other pleasure and, and trying new things and seeing if it works or if it doesn't. And I think that a lot of times people just, if they're embarrassed, they think, well, it must be wrong, but that doesn't no. I mean, it is different putting something up your butt. It, it, you haven't. You might not. Most, many, most people maybe haven't done that before. And then you know, it when, is a novel feeling it, for right. sure, right? <laughs> and so know? you got to, you got to, you know, take your time and figure that out. And it's okay to be a little embarrassed, or it might be hard to talk right. about. But I think once you talk about it, you can experience something that might give you a lot of pleasure.
1: Right. And exactly. No, I so appreciate you saying that because right, that's one of the main reasons why we do this podcast is to the adult sex that you wish you had. Right. So understanding that there's so much, uh, no pun intended, so much room for pleasure space for pleasure up there, (laughs) up the anus and and the rectum that the, the, that you, there's different kinds of orgasm. There's, there's nerve endings, there's different sensations, right. So there, and and giving you the skills to talk about it. And that this isn't just about women, the woman receiving uh, anal play or anal sex, it also can totally be the man with fingers, with toys, with anything penetrative. And that that is totally something that you can feel okay to explore. And, and, and we encourage you to explore if it's something you, you and your partner want to explore that man or woman, it doesn't matter. This is a, this is a, a possibly for a lot of you, a new place to explore. And that doesn't be the reason you would want to try it, that we would, you know, that we encourage you to try it. If you if you and your partner are both open to it is, like I said, the nerve endings. Plus, it's just it's it's novel. There's like a kinky factor to it. Right? It's a little taboo. Um, It is a very commonly searched porn topic for this reason. Um, And so that, you know, it can it adds some spice, it adds some fun, it adds some play and it and it can also add a lot of really powerful pleasure.
0: Right, and it, it obviously it works well, and like in the gay, gay community, like my gay friends, I'm, mm-hmm. um, they, I mean, obviously are, you know, having sp- talked to them, enjoy it. It can be very much enjoyed. So yeah, the the starting somewhere, and that's I guess that's where we can go. Where do you want to start at here? Is it where do you want to hit at? You want to hit some tips? Let's, or you want let's to, start uh,
1: at yeah. the start. Let's start at okay. prep, like right. Okay. <laughs> so- yeah. 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 One of the one of the things that is I want to give you some like logistics about prep. Uh, so prep is really important for anal sex for lots of reasons because it there are species I mean, you're you're not going to get around it. That is right. there is poop up right? Like you yes. gotta just know that, be okay with that. So how do you prep and prepare so that you feel more comfortable? and that you actually are more comfortable, and that you're safer, right? So, so just kind of the risk, just I guess, let's start with the risk before the prep, Um, there is a higher chance of of STIs with with anal sex. Um, So a lot uh, there, you know, so use condoms or don't use condoms, and that is up to you and your partner, but you certainly can, even if you're in a committed relationship, can use a condom that can help kind of bring down some of the nerves around the whole poop factor, but also to reduce the the risk of STI um, with with anal sex. And so, um, you know, I think the, the risk of STI, the, the, and then the other big tip I would give about prep is don't double dip, right? So if you're doing anal sex or anal play or using toys or fingers, make sure you do not go back into the vagina. That is a Mm -hmm. very, that's like a freight train to UTI. (laughs) And I've had that personally, and it is not fun. I highly recommend not doing that. So you can, you know, so making sure if you are going to, play in the anus or around the anus and this is man or woman make sure you clean your hands clean your toys you know clean your mouth you know and then definitely if the if you're if the penis is going inside the anus making sure you don't put the penis in the vagina without without prep without cleaning up um and so that's just because of anatomy right the feces and the vagina and the urethra do not like each other so um and so that's again that's just understanding anatomy and a little, a little, a little preparing ahead of time can make that so that that risk is really is really mitigated. So as far as prep, you know, cleaning, like making sure you've had a bowel movement, like two, if you've had a bowel movement two to four hours before you're good. Okay. Like, um, you know, so a lot of times we'll, we'll, you'll hear like, I don't want to do that first thing in the morning. Cause I haven't had a bowel movement. Right. So just know yourself, know your body on that. Like that's an easy prep. Um, I don't recommend anal douches. A lot of people use them. Um, I just think our bodies are really wise. I prefer the more natural route, but that's certainly an option. That's that just
0: that—that's like, like something you put up there and flush it out. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, like an enema to kind of flush yeah. it out. But your body naturally flushes out again if you've had if you've had a bowel movement. And again, you're not going to get rid of all the poop. There is. you gotta gotta be okay with poop there there is poop up there you know. so if you're squeamish about that then maybe playing around and on the outside would be a great and it certainly is a great place to start this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg in Williamsburg, Virginia there's never too much of a good thing whether you're a foodie, a golfer a history buff, a shopaholic an outdoor enthusiast or a thrill seeker you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, and then the second thing about prep is lube. And I mean like like a lot of lube. Like lube and then a lot more lube, right? <laughs> yeah. Because unlike the vagina, the the, the, the anus doesn't self-lubricate. Um, and so the, the rectum doesn't self-lubricate. So you're adding the lubrication and it needs to stay. So, uh, you know, you can use water-based, you can use silicone-based, you can use oil-based. You can't use oil-based if you're using latex condoms. Um, and you can't use silicone-based if you're using silicone toys, but otherwise it's really up to you. There's, there's specifically created anal lubes that like are stickier, slipperier, and last longer. So like a ton of lube, okay? <laughs> because it helps the sphincter to relax.
0: Yeah. And I would probably, would you recommend staying away from anything like a warming lube or anything like that? Would that, like, is there any, like anything that like lube Yeah, good you'd...
1: question. I, yeah, I think so. Because I mean, you already, it's already going to be such a novel sensation. It's like, now you're adding tingling. Like, well, I can just tell you, you're going to have tingling anyway. <laughs> so I, don't, right. think need, like, I right. don't think you need that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need that. And, um, and then, and then
0: the uh, other one, one other question I had too would be, uh, yeah. if if you are, would you, I'm wondering, like, if you're having sex and this is your first time, you're like, okay, we're going to try this. Do you think you start with anal play and then pause, do some uh, cleaning, you know, uh, and then you can move to other stuff? Or would you start? regular yeah, no, or, question.
1: Uh, I think it really depends. One of the things for sure in the tips that we're gonna get to is like you got to have a lot of foreplay. So if the woman is the one receiving, let's just use that as an example, then you know, the woman, but this is for the men too, like they need to be really you need to be really turned on. So a lot of foreplay. So going right for anal play unless you're really excited and really turned on, I would not recommend Hmm. i would recommend a lot of foreplay and then you can decide like hey let's play this way first or let's start vaginally and then move to you know you know and again it's like it can be part of the sexy thing like go take a shower together in between you know if you're gonna switch oh that's a good idea you know Mm -hmm. so or have like a warm washcloth and you know there to like kind of clean up or whatever so there's so many so many ways but foreplay and being very turned on whether the man is receiving or the woman's is receiving is really key. And I mean like really turned on, not like, yeah. you know, like hot to trot sort of level turned on. <laughs> and right. So, yeah. And then I think the only other last like prep tip is, is, is actually planning for the aftercare, right? So how are you going to clean up? What is, are you going to like, and again, just not switching back and forth. I mean, they do that all the time in porn, but I can tell you like it's a really quick way to a bladder infection. If you like are switching back and forth for most, yeah. for most, urethras most most women and their ure- urethra. so um but just planning about like okay let's start this way and then let's take a shower together and we can finish vaginally or whatever it might be um so that's kind of just planning ahead there but um you know and then I think as far as like other tips I would say start small right we, we kind of talk about this when we talk about anything like in this um on our podcast is you don't have to start with full-on penetrative you know doggy style anal sex, right? Like that's, that's like, yeah. you, there's literally like you're, you're training your body to be able to relax. I it's counterintuitive, right? We don't, we tend to tense and anything that goes in or near the anus, we tense our anus. And so you're learning to relax, learning to feel that pleasure. So starting small, like right toys, fingers i mean they're just even like you mentioned earlier Toby. around has a lot of nerve endings right mm-hmm. um and again this is the man's anus and the or the woman's anus where, wherever you're playing and maybe you're playing with both but you can start small
0: yeah 100 i was surprised like with marriage supply um uh the smaller like butt plug really mm-hmm. sold I think I think people are like wait. Let, I think people do naturally like wait. How you know what am I putting in there? Let me start somewhere and see how that feels, and then work your way up. And I think that is probably the best one of the best advice pieces that we're talking about here too. You you don't have to start like I think porn just gives you a a misguided view of exactly what's going to happen, especially in your you know the beginning stages of it. So I think yeah, start exactly. small and and then work your way up. Oh, you know that felt good. I might could try something a little bigger or no, this is perfect yeah, size, yeah. you know, like whatever that might be. I think if you start there, it could be a, a, a lot more helpful.
1: Exactly. And that's why they also grade, you know, different plugs and different toys, like grade them in size because it's, it's really, so starting small and starting slow. That's the other tip, right? Super, super, super slow. Right. And I so slow that I actually recommend having a safe word. If you're going to do it, try anal player, anal sex, which uh, we, we, we talked about this in a few different episodes, but A safe word and just at least the the stop which means literally stop right now like you don't they don't have to pull let's say a finger out it's actually like because that can that can cause some pain too it's stay exactly where you are don't push any don't push in any further and then what happens this is just anatomy the sphincter relaxes and all of a sudden you're like okay you can go a little further right and you just stepwise, grade wise and then all of a sudden you're past the sphincter and you're like wow, that actually feels really pleasurable. So that's the, that's the key. It's like the the sphincter is really tight, which is one of the reasons people like anal sex, right? Yeah. The, the man or the woman. um, And that, and then once you're past that, there's a lot of pleasure, but you got to go really start really small and start really slow. Yeah. And that's key, right? To Again, the communication needs to be able to say to your partner, stop, slow down, you know, and then, and then the other, like, The other piece that I recommend it so that the safe word, the going slow, and then like you mentioned, like the toy, right? That's a big seller. It's likely because I really recommend practicing solo first, right? (laughs) And you might be out there like, wait, wait, I'm talking about anal sex with my partner, but practice solo when you're in your self-pleasure, play around, get comfortable with how many nerve endings there are, how pleasurable that feels. Like for men, you can externally stimulate the prostate without going inside of the anus, which is pretty amazing for, for most men to experience. They haven't, maybe they've experienced like the old prostate exam, like finger up the right. butt from like the older doctor, you know, yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, really exploring on your own is a really great way to be like, okay, I feel more comfortable there. I feel more comfortable with that. So.
0: Yeah. And maybe, I mean, probably I, I- this is another good question. Would you recommend starting with something that's not like uh battery operated, like no vibrate, like maybe just something that's just like a, just a plug, uh, a silicone plug or something like that, that just goes in and stays yeah. Or, or,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Like great, right, your own finger, your own toy. Right. Um, and even if you're going to do it, if you're using something that vibrates, like go around the outside, right. Um, yeah. Perineum is really sensitive, right. So the, 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 between the, the vagina or the penis and the and the anus is the perineum and that's really sensitive so vibrate that with a toy on the outside and be like oh yeah wow that feels really good right or i yeah. don't really love that like there's no right or wrong this isn't like you have to like it or you're not it, it's just likely an unexplored area for you and your coupleship
0: yeah i think you're right too and i think a lot of people do forget, like they have hands. And, you know, I mean, in, in a way, like you can, I mean, you can have, you know, uh, vaginal intercourse and be using your hands at the same time and, and create some stuff. I mean, obviously, you want to be careful with that too, but it doesn't necessarily have to be penis in, in butthole. Nope. You know, it, it, no. it, it can, yep. it can, you you can start with, like you said, a finger or a small toy or something like that and experience and just see, because I think, Sometimes people want to go just and once again, I do think that porn gives us uh, a a misconception about what sex could be or should be uh, as opposed to what it's like with your partner. Because with your partner, it can it should be way slower, should be way more intimate, way more loving and maybe even careful here and there until you figure out what you like. And then you can, you know, you can go from there.
1: Yeah, and, and that's for sure. And that's one of the questions I get asked a lot is about positioning, like best position for anal sex. Um, And, you know, I think it's interesting research would say that doggy style or woman laying on her stomach, this is from male to woman, male to female. um, So the woman receiving is the best position, Um, you know, anecdotally, my own personal journey and also what what I've heard from clients and friends is actually that, that, you know, is I recommend. the the man lying on his back and the woman on top. And the reason for that is because you as the woman, if you're receiving the the penis or something in the anus, um, you are in charge of how slow, how deep and the angle you as the woman. Um, So that's what I recommend. But statistically and research would say that doggy style is the most preferred position um, for anal. But to me, that's like once you're comfortable with it, Um, you know, it, it, it is it does give a really great angle as far as on that A spot. Um, but you know, it it's so play around with it, I guess. It's so, you know, doggy style, woman laying on her stomach, woman on top, those are kind of the most common positions. The 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 most commonly disliked position is actually woman lying on her back, uh, reported by women for for feeling more more pain with anal sex is the woman lying on her back and doing anal sex that way. So
0: interesting. Yeah, I can see the her being able to control the depth and the speed is actually probably a lot better, more comfortable.
1: Yeah. For them. Yeah. You're very much in like, right. You, you, you just stop moving or you change your angle or you add more lube or whatever. You're just more in control. But again, that doesn't mean that that has to be the decision. If you're doing lots and lots of communication, that is the key. And I recommend like take your normal amount of communication and triple it. If you're going to play anally.
0: Right. And, and for the guys out there, if, if, if your lady, uh, or your guy's going to try something on you uh is i guess it would be kind of similar i don't i don't know if it would be doggy style or the the guy on top or what that might be or just you know
1: yeah again i mean it really depends um that's pretty like varies on the reports from men in research and just also in my experience um but i think again starting small starting outside starting with you know with external prostate massage and then maybe moving to internal prostate massage there's tons of books you can google it there's a lot of education i call it porn. there's a lot yeah. of educational porn on how to give your man a prostate massage um but it's a really amazing thing for the man to experience and receive and a really cool i think really cool thing to offer to your man as the woman because it's just really it's really i mean who else has ever felt their prostate like that's pretty damn special and secret
0: right 100 <laughs> percent right. All right. You got any other, uh, other topics you need to hit on that? No, I, will, I
1: think I, I feel like that was a lot. <laughs> well,
0: I, I do say the, like we always say, and this is the a key one is lube, lube, lube. You know, folks can get your lube. We're, yeah. we're going to so get gonna your gonna lube because it's great.
1: Thanks. If you're going to use our lube, our love deep lab lube, definitely I recommend the coconut um, oil base because it's going to uh, be more uh, tacky. It's going to last longer um, in the anus and the rectum, but, um, and, and you can't use that if you're going to use a condom because it's oil-based. And so, but yeah, ours is really great. The coconut-based is really great for, um, you know, water-based is actually the most common used lube mainly. And I disagree. I would say silicone or oil is a better bet. Um, but again, knowing whether you're going, to, you're going to use a condom or not.
0: Yeah. No. And you can get that lube, uh, where can they get it at? Cause if they use uh, marriage deeper. supply, yeah, Mayor supply 20, you get 20% off. If you use that code.
1: Yes. Marriage supply 20 is our code to get 20% off. And it's the, the website for the lube is love deeper lab.com. And you'll see a products uh, tab all the way to the right. And that'll take you to our, our lube site. You can learn all about it. Um, it's got the CBD. It has really like all, all the amazing benefits that I love of CBD, um, that, you know, are not FDA approved, but very, yeah. very much, uh, user reported but the, yeah it's it's been a fun love project for sure
0: oh yeah totally and it's a great loop. uh highly recommend it use a lot of it and then enjoy <laughs> <set>. supply 20. <laughs> yeah yeah 100 yeah, okay uh the, i got the stump stormy before we get to okay, listening to questions okay. uh you might know that i don't know i was wondering i was like am i gonna be able to stump her with this can you uh do you know how many states they call it sodomy uh, yeah. how many states it's illegal to have sodomy in and can you do you how many can of them can you name?
1: <laughs>
0: oh gosh. You know, you know where they where a lot of them are. <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm
1: everybody... like thinking through.
0: <laughs> so... if, if anybody yeah yeah, but you know where a I'm lot of them say,
1: are gonna say I don't know why I'm going with it. I'm gonna
0: say six states that it's illegal. Six states? All right. Yeah. 16 states have oh, sodomy laws.
1: Sure? It wasn't even close.
0: <laughs> 16 have sodomy laws against perverted in quotation sexual practice and crimes against nature. How many do you think you can oh name? My you, you, you think you can so, name? And you
1: know what though? So I I can't, I am mean, going to try to name a few. But I'm going to guess that one of them is the same state that also limits the numbers of vibe, like if they make it illegal to have I think it's more than 3 vibrators and that would be Texas
0: uh you are correct texas is in there <laughs> uh I, I is
1: my state in there is you is utah in there
0: no i thought it might would be it's oh, it's actually wow. not Yay. it's not it's not Very on there
1: progressive of my utah <laughs> yeah.
0: we can get we can um, we can definitely go through we know the southern ones north carolina south carolina yeah. kentucky
1: uh, alabama
0: uh alabama florida which i was kind of surprised yeah. i feel like florida's moving uh georgia louisiana Uh, and then Mississippi, those are all the Southern ones. All you Southern uh, gentlemen
1: out there are really missing out. I
0: know. I don't under, yeah. It's just like, Whoa, hold on. We can, we gotta, we gotta (laughs) protest and fight these laws. It's kind of crazy. I was surprised at, uh, Idaho, uh, Massachusetts, Michigan. Uh, yeah, I know. And then I think it was Kansas and Oklahoma in the Midwest. So.
1: I mean, you know, I don't even want to get into the politics, but to me, it's like I say this all the time, like the the world of repression has never worked. And yet we try it all the time, particularly in the realm of sex and sexuality. Right. So, right. you know, to me, that feels like repression and I'll just leave it there. So, yeah.
0: And what's really depressing here is that uh, in Kansas, Kentucky and Texas, the act is only illegal, legal uh, for same-sex relations which i was like whoa that is just it's just so frustrating and then uh but there was a landmark case in 2003 in texas when a same-sex couple was charged with having anal sex in private the supreme court did rule that making private same-sex activity between consenting adults illegal was unconstitutional uh but so it means the laws are rarely enforced but so, but still, just to being on the books, I mean, you it know, is, that, you know, it, I
1: mean, and you know, you brought up the consent piece emanating. there. So I, we didn't say that in the tips, but obviously, we're talking, we're always talking about full consent when we're right. when we're giving our tips and our sex education. You know, and I think consent is an interesting thing when it comes to like. You know, I know in the last episode, I mentioned the wants, wills, wants list. And I had a, I had a handful of people reach out, email you know, me for the wants, wants, won't, wills list, which is awesome. But that's on there, right? Anal sex, yeah. anal play is on there because it might be a want for you and a won't for your partner. And that gives you a real, that's, you got to respect your partner's boundaries and you can have really great conversation about that. But maybe you're both wants to play an, an anal play and you don't know it about each other. Like, wouldn't that right. be cool? So, you know, again, that communication piece. Um, is in just finding out where your partner is. what, And then if, if they're a won't, respect that. And with curiosity, you can be like, you know, is its is it, what is it, you know, what is it, what is your won't? Like what's behind your won't? You don't have to explain a boundary. Boundary is just a boundary. But it's really lovely to say, you know, this is a won't for me because I've done it once and it really hurt or whatever it might be, you know. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and
0: enough of the anal play you want to get to some listener questions <laughs> yes and we have we yeah we have we have several you want to see if we can make it through all of them
1: yeah let's let's okay. do it
0: all right let's see if we can get through all these all right this comes from like a virgin touched for the very first time <laughs> uh it, it's funny i was talking with some friends and uh I was going back through like there are several music videos that really ignited my uh, sex drive when I was and Madonna mm-hmm. was one of them. It was that was well, it's oh, the song where yeah, she's in, she was
1: so hot. The,
0: she was that she like was in the bed and there was the bull fighter and he died or something. I can't even remember what the uh I can't remember the name of the song right now, but that one uh there was some real like a uh, uh meatloaf objects in the rearview mirror. I thought that lady was so hot in there. The uh totally uh, wicked game. <laughs> what a wicked game, we you know, that one with the, where she's like half naked on the, on the beach. I mean, all of those, I was like, Whoa, mm-hmm. I am learning something here. What, what is this doing to me? You know, those, those, totally. those videos, got so me, so. Fun.
1: those are such like tender memories, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and like really, really like sex positive memories. Right. Like that's yeah. so cool.
0: Yeah. 100%. All right. Uh, my husband and I both waited to have sex till we were married. We've been married for a little over a year and we have sex often about one to three times a week and are romantic and flirty with each other too. But my question is, do we know if our sex is good? We both enjoy it, but how do you know if you're having amazing sex or you should try some new things?
1: Well, oh, I love that question. Well, first of all, like your frequency and the fact that like you both are enjoying it is, and that you're flirty outside of sex, those are all amazing things. And amazing. and really, um, you know, honor you and honor your relationship for that. Um, and then your question about, you know, what is like, are we having amazing sex? Well, I love that, too, because it means you're open and curious about exploring and always like the the intention and attention you're putting on your sex life is going to make you have a great sex life. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is that simple. Right. Yeah. Uh, particularly in a long term committed partnership. And so, you know, what's I, I would say amazing sex life in quotes, because what's amazing to someone else might not be amazing to another person. Right. So it's really but I love the question because you're putting your intention and attention on it. And so the first thing I will say is what I say basically to answer every question is like, have a conversation with your partner. Like, it sounds like you guys have that safety, you have that trust to say, like, how are you feeling about our sex life? Is it is it, is it feeling totally fulfilling for you? Are there things that I could be doing differently, uh, things you're interested in? You're just having a conversation about always continuing to grow and expand and explore And find more pleasure in your sex together. And so that conversation, like I would think is a really great place to start.
0: Yeah. 100%. I think, yeah, I think having the conversation, obviously, and then, because sometimes I think when you're having sex, it feels good and you don't want to hurt each other's feelings or whatever, but you know, if you are having thoughts of, I wonder if there's more than this, then I think just have the conversation. That's not saying that it's bad or that you're not enjoying it, but you know, it never hurts to have a conversation in love uh, you know, and in care and in respect, I think that those conversations actually open the door to letting you know. And it is hard sometimes to know because uh, you are having sex and you are caring about that person. And there's so much outside of the actual in- having intercourse that plays into that, that, you know, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or your partner's feelings because you love them so much. You care about them so much, but it's okay to just to have that conversation for
1: sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think that's really well said. And I think that like we can be very orgasm focused as a culture, yeah. um, particularly as a hetero culture. And, and, you know, I would say like, taking some of the focus off of your orgasm or your partner's orgasm, don't worry and not taking away your orgasm, but like it helps you to broaden the experience to like be more interested in the foreplay and the luxuriating experience. We tend to go, for what we know works, especially in partnerships, um, which is great. There's, there's, your your orgasm is amazing. And so is your partner's, but that it's also like that we, it it helps to sort of shift if we, if we can be less orgasm focused, right. we're so goal, we're so fucking goal focused, goal oriented as a culture in general. So of course we often are in sex too, but being less orgasm focused will also help improve your sex life.
0: All right, next question. This comes from Harry Palmer. Did you used to call did you ever call masturbating Harry Palmer? Is that just where I grew up?
1: No, you know what? I was like, uh, Rosie, Palm, Rosie, Palm. Rosie
0: Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Rosie. So Palmer. like
1: when we, when we, I was, I was like, when I was on a dating app one time, like, so, like someone wrote like something like Rosie Palm and I didn't get it, but then I got yeah. it after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think because I grew up, you know, pre-internet and we called it Harry Palmer. And then later I heard Rosie Palmer and I was like, I wonder if it just got changed because we didn't even know growing up in the, you know, South and we were saying, like, oh yeah, Harry Palmer. Cause it, the idea was supposedly if you masturbate, your hand right. got hairy or something. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Uh, well, is
1: like, like you'd have a lot of Bigfoots walking around, yeah, a lot of right. <laughs>
0: uh, Is it wrong to fantasize about other women when I masturbate? Yeah,
1: you know, I think that what the question there. I love that question. So you know. No, it's totally normal to fantasize while mastering. This is for men and women, actually. Um, very common. Men tend to fantasize in a different way, but actually the frequency is pretty similar according to research. But it's, you know, it's and it's totally okay to have fantasies, right? Um, our brain is our greatest sex organ. So you're kind of tapping into creativity. And I mean, brain, our brain is really, our, is truly our greatest sex organ to allow for the most pleasure in our life. Um, you know, but they think the... And a lot of research would say that that is better, Quote, and I don't like that much so much, but better than let's say the visual stem of porn. Like so fantasizing your own creativity because you're doing it without the visual stem of porn um, can actually be great, can actually be really powerful. Um, I think the, the question I would say, so it's totally normal. Um, the question I would ask is, did you ask the question because you feel guilty? Um, yeah. Or are you just wondering about it? Because both are okay. But if you're feeling guilty, then just get curious about why you might be feeling guilty. Does it feel like in some way you're betraying your partner or that your partner would be hurt to find that out? Right. Like I really I really respect privacy in relationships so long as it's not you're not withholding because you're afraid of your partner's response or you're breaking an agreement or something in your partnership. But again, maybe the conversation of like maybe your partner doesn't want to know. Maybe your partner would want to know what and would that would be a health, you know, healthy communication. So just getting curious on if you feel guilty, why you feel guilty can be a really powerful place for your own growth.
0: Yeah. Uh, Coming from my evangelical background, those folks know, I think I wonder if part of this is growing up Christian or just being told that even the thought, you know, that that's what we're told. That's even the Bible, that, that even the thought of having sex with another person is cheating on your, your partner or your spouse. And so I think that you can have a lot of guilt. And at the same time, it, I, I think it, like you said, it is kind of twofold. If it is causing an issue, like if, if you're only fantasizing, like even when you're having sex and you're yeah. fantasizing about other people, that that can be an issue. And you, you really do need to, uh, you know, take it in consideration. What, why am I having these thoughts? What does this mean? Where am I headed with my mind? Because your mind is so strong it is your most powerful sexual organ that, uh, you know, you need to, take those into consideration. I think the other thing there too, though, is that, uh, the, our Christian upbringing, everybody says, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And, and from, from my point of view, they were all doing it. (laughs) So if everybody's telling you not to do something, but everybody's doing it, just hiding it, that's not good. That, that is not good. So the, you can be, uh, I think everybody has fantasies about all kinds of stuff. I have fantasies all the time. I, I mean, I've been fantasizing since January that I was going to win the HGTV dream home. I didn't win it, but <laughs> I've been fantasizing about it. I entered every day for like two months. Is how long the damn thing totally. was And I thought I was going to win it. I did not win it. So- but you can have fantasy, oh. and that, and that doesn't, and that fantasy right. didn't make me go. I'm going to win. I'm going to quit my job, or uh, that's I'm going to win, and I'm going to be rich forever. you know, I, I mean, you can have right. some fantasies, and that your mind, you can let your mind run and explore some things while not being, uh, you know, cruel or uh, cheating on your spouse. I think so. Th- just figure out why right. if, no, if you, if absolutely. you feel sexual, Totally,
1: and sexual fantasy is our most common human experience like we have sexual fantasies a lot more than we have sex right according to research right so it's really common it's very universal um and again to your point it's like is there a conversation there and just getting curious about that and then to to your point toby if it if it's a compulsion if you feel like you have to fantasize to masturbate or experience pleasure orgasm then that's something to look at for your own growth
0: right Yep. 100%. And I mean, if, if, if that was the case too, then, I mean, you know, I mean, people are having sexual dreams and, you know, sex dreams and that's not cheating on your spouse, that's, you know, and that's right. it, still your mind. Yeah. So, all right, next one. Knock, knock. Who's there? Two nights ago, our nine-year-old walked in on us having sex. I screamed for her to get out and she did. I felt badly immediately for yelling and quickly went out and told her I was Aww. sorry. She's fine now, but I think she's having questions about what we were doing. I want to explain in more detail about what her mother and I were doing, and but wondering if we should both tell her about sex or should it be only her mom? Also, how many details do you share with your kid?
1: Yeah, these are awesome questions, right? So um, a couple of things that I'm going to start with the the vague one is it really depends on your child. So you you know your child best. I do not think it should only be the mom. I think it's awesome that this dad wants to be involved as well, Um, right? Because then you're coming at it as a united front and not like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is how dad talks about the birds and bees. And this is how mom talks about the birds and the bees. I also don't recommend the birds and the bees because that is the next point I would have is like, don't lie to your kids, right? Like our discomfort should not lead to us lying to our kids about sex because we want to be, teachers and and sound people for them and and the biggest thing you can do is open the door for your children to talk to you about sex you cannot make them talk to you about sex but your level of comfort and your messaging opens the door and that is absolutely key to sex positivity and to them having a healthy relationship with sex You'd rather you, that you get it from you than from like porn or a friend or whatever or like the older cousin because they will get it from those messages too. Yeah. So I think the question is awesome. Um, I would say you know don't I, you're, it was just sweet. Don't feel badly that your that your child walked in. Many of us parents, myself included, have experienced that. Yeah. Um. You know, and I always joke that like maybe my son's going to need therapy about it down the line or something. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, really, it gave me a chance to repair and restore with my child. So, you know, there's tons of books out there about you want to make it age developmental mind appropriate, but it really also varies because you know, your child best, right? Some children are kind of wise minds and some are a little bit behind on those things. So trust your parental gut on that. Um, And then, you know, so just basically some, some basics, though. zero to two, you kind of want to use the and I recommend using the correct general term, not like wee wee and woo-woo or whatever, you know, because right. you want to teach your children that there's nothing ashamed or bad with the our generals, terms for our generals. Um, and then just in two to five, you're really talking about boundaries, consent, safe touch um, you know, and that gender, I think it's a great place to introduce that gender is non-binary, right? Is is not binary.
0: Um,
1: and then six to eight, you're talking about digital safety. And I thought that was crazy, by the way, when I was in my training in medical school, that was not that early, but now with the digital world, they're talking about six to eight years old is when we start teaching our children digital safety. Um, and that was like, kind of scary to me as a parent but it is the world that we are in right. um you start talking about masturbation talk, talking about mechanics of, of sex you know and, and and there's tons of books out there and then for this this listener's question was nine to twelve and so really at nine to twelve you're talking about things like you know safe sex and and sexism and sexualization I mean you're really like it's really things are moving faster children are yeah uh hitting puberty earlier and earlier the digital world makes things happen earlier. So we kind of have moved up. Um, and you want to just be, you know, be aware of that. And then obviously teens, you're talking about things like safe sex and birth control and all of that, um, as well. But, you know, I think it's, it's a great question and we really are our, our children's best models for sex positivity.
0: Yep. 100%. I think, yeah. And honestly, I think your kids really appreciate it if you're just honest with them and just, and treat them with respect and give them, you know, uh, let their minds take it in and let them ask the questions that they have. Don't, don't answer the questions before they ask them, you know, let, let them go, Oh, I have these questions, uh, and, and let them see. And, and it, cause this is probably also not probably definitely shouldn't be just one conversation. You should have more conversations no, about this. Yep. for sure. Mm-hmm. Let this, let this be, uh, for last for a while, That can turn into weeks and months even, but, uh, definitely be there to answer their questions. I've been trying to work on that even with my kids too. Like let them, when they have a question go, they can handle this as long as they know their dad cares about them and that they, uh, I'm answering in a way that I'm trying to answer the best I can. And it's okay to say some things I don't know about, you know, you definitely aren't going to show your nine-year-old this podcast, but you can talk about some (laughs) things with them. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Right. Huh. No, absolutely. So right. Right. You mentioned the quality the reading your child, like knowing when they're saturated, when like that's enough, like they've heard, they've heard enough. They're like, you can, they kind of get that like deer in the headlights, like, oh my gosh, look, you know? Yeah. And by the way, your child saying to you like, oh, mom or oh dad, that's so awkward is like the perfect thing. Cause the door is still open. You have still been the adult leading in healthy communication on saying, I'm here, even if this makes me uncomfortable, I'm here with you in it, right? Um, yeah. And and you working on your own level of comfort and talking to your children about sex is our work to do as parents, yeah. right? And I think, and it is part of sex positivity, which is one of the things we're excited to promote on this podcast, right? right? This is adult sex ed, so we can be better equipped to educate our children.
0: Yeah, 100%. All right, last question. Honk, if you see us having sex, Uh <laughs> I think it would be fun to have sex in public, but my wife is reluctant to try this and is afraid we'll get caught. I'm thinking we could try something in the car or maybe some room with a locked door. Uh, My wife hasn't said no, but should I keep asking or let this go?
1: So a couple of things about that. So I love this question. So it is one of the most common sexual fantasies is sex in a public place. Um, It is one of the most commonly searched foreign topics too. Um, But you know, it's, it's something to be thoughtful about because it, you could, you know, let's just take the worst case. You could get like arrested, (laughs) like it could be illegal. So we don't want that to happen. Okay. But that's also one of the reasons why it's such a common sexual fantasy, right? It's the taboo. It's the risk of getting caught. It's hot. It's, you know, it's, it's erotic. It's all these things. Right. So um, again, like not to belabor communication, but communication, right. Talking about it. So should you let it go? If it was your question about should you let it go, if it's something that is really exciting and turns you on and is like definitely a want for you on that wants, wills, won'ts, and your wife is not a won't, maybe she's a will, but she's got hesitations, no, the conversation is awesome about it, right? And maybe have a conversation when you're out on a date and feeling really connected or have a glass of wine or whatever, um, to say like, this is why I'm really excited about it. Like, this is what turns me on about it. How about you? What do you feel nervous about? Right? Like you're just having the conversations about it um, is a really great place to start. And and again, like you can start small, like you don't have to go like, you know, you know, having sex in the middle of a restaurant or something, <laughs> you, right. know, you probably would get arrested for that, you know, right. depending on the state. <laughs> Um, you know, so that you mentioned a room at a, like a, a room at a party, if you're at a party and you can lock the room, like that's a, that's a one, a place to start, you know, a co-ed bathroom that can lock. I mean, those are places that are safer, but still might meet that fantasy, might meet that need. Uh, and sex outside is another one that's really common for like the whole sex of the public. Like maybe, I don't know, like a mountain cabin where you could get caught, but probably won't, but it might meet that fantasy, right? So you get to be playful about that and explore what that fantasy looks like where your boundaries are with it. Like, you know, maybe, maybe your boundary is like, okay, we absolutely can't get caught because my work or whatever, I just rather not have that yeah. in my record or whatever. And so then you, you factor that in, right?
0: Right. Yeah. 100%. I, the first time I ever tried it, uh, my girlfriend and I at the time, this is so long ago. Um, we found a street that that uh, was like a new housing development. And it was kind of still a wooded uh-huh. area and no one would go back there at all. And we're like, oh, we could probably try this out here. Um, but then an- another girlfriend I dated was, you know, she she wanted to have a, <laughs> she was didn't care about anything. And while we were riding down the highway was going to do roadhead and i was like there's a family over there (laughs) i I am not doing that i was was the prude you know i was like no not gonna do that so you have to you need Uh to feel comfortable and it's probably sometimes for better you know because it's not if it's just for you're not trying to be an exhibitionist you know you don't want to you know that's not exactly what you're trying to go for so
1: no and that's actually a good point right so exhibition of voyeurism and exhibitionism would be different right so there might be an aspect of like the it might be the sex in public might be you know often that's like the the risk of getting caught right that is is what's kind of behind that fantasy so get curious maybe your fantasy is to have other people watch right which would be a different fantasy so just getting curious on that that's true um you know and so the but also you there's like there's little g-rate not g-rate there's let's say there's PG 13 rated ways to also explore that. Maybe you are out in public and you're texting each other what you would be doing if you were having sex in public. Like, you know, there's like little ways to tease it too, that might meet that fantasy. Or there's like the things like the little bullet vibrator that you literally can like tuck in a panty and you're over there controlling it. Like there's like an app or like a little remote and you're like stimulating your partner from afar there's like this happens in like movie scenes you know and it's super hot it can be an amazing way to play with you're playing with your partner without being at risk of getting caught you know so so many different things about that fantasy but it's a really common fantasy and it's a super sexy one
0: yep 100 percent. all right send in your listener questions you can send them to toby at mayor supply or stormy where where are they going to send you
1: yeah. So you're listening, just put in the subject like pod questions and, um, Toby and I will answer them anonymously. Like we do each week. Uh, you can send it to stormy at love deep lab. So L L V E D E E P L A B as in boy.com. Um, and then also you can shoot me an email. Um, we have a, like an interactive sex drive guide, like sex drive building methods that has like video meditation guided worksheet. It's a, it's a PDF that normally we sell as part of our personal development series, but we're, uh giving it away um this month and so you can just awesome. shoot me an email and just ask for the sex drive guide and I will shoot it off to you.
0: All right. Anything else you got going on? I know I'm jealous of you because you're in Costa Rica, but uh you know that's I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm here in the mid I'm here in the beautiful Midwest. The corn the corn and the I, Yeah.
1: <laughs> I left Snowy Utah to come to Costa Rica. So yep. uh it's it's been a nice welcome chat. that's why I'm all like sweaty over here because I'm yeah. not used to it. So. But
0: well awesome. we hope We hope this podcast helped you maybe play the back nine, drive to Toronto, or have a backdoor Billy. We'll see y'all next time.